debates and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning till night. Howdy, 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 howdy. Good morning, Grand Valley. Here we are back in the saddle again. 7.10, 10 minutes after the hour. It's a Monday. It's the Watchdog Morning Show. Glad you're here for our big gig. The swing and soiree continues until 10. We have a lot of territory to cover. Uh, it's 11 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 9 degrees at the Highlands, 4 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 8 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. Look for a cloudy day today. Maybe some sun will mix in. Could see some mixed precipitation, even some freeze, freezing rain by nighttime tonight. Daytime high around 38. Basically, this week it's going to be cloudy and rainy. Temperatures will rise all throughout the week. We could get to 60 later in the week. Starting off at, I didn't check the feels-good temperature, but I'll bet at the airport we're probably down to single-digit feels-good. Uh, we should get to 60 by the week is over. That's uh, that's pretty good. I'm Howard Monroe. Bob Slider is here with us. Um, we last left you on Thursday saying we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we did. We and didn't. No, it, it was kind of like uh, back in high school, Howard, you know, laying there and uh, you get the phone call. Uh, well, you know, it's going to be bad tomorrow. Won't you guys just stay home? And we did. It was exactly like, that's the exact same analogy I had. It was like a high school snow day. You know, when you have a day off, you know, if you have a Friday off or a three-day weekend, you know it's coming. It's nice to have the day off, but you kind of know it's coming, right? No surprise. Uh, But uh, I was all prepared for Friday's show, had all my, you know, the the stories, had the guests scheduled, everything was ready to roll, everything's good. And then, uh, now the resume too bad, the boss calls and says, why don't you just stay home? And it was, it was just like junior high and high school, Howard, because then I said, okay, now what? Now, <laughs> because the snow wasn't as bad. It, 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 was, it was bad early Friday morning, but we didn't get the snow that uh, we could have, and it wasn't as bad throughout the day. And it was like, now what do I do? Do I venture out? Or they tell me everybody to stay, stay in? Well, but you a, did venture out, didn't I you? I had a continuing snow day. Uh, my little buddy, Teddy, was also home from school, of course. And uh, so he was down at our house, and... Uh, Granddad, can we go in the snow? Yes, we went out and we played in the snow. Now, he rolled in the snow. I stood in the snow. <laughs> he made snow angels. I watched him make snow angels. But we made snowballs, had this big snowball fight. Um, he went up and down, up and down, up and down the hill on his uh, little tube sled. Uh, just, uh, just, it, I felt really, it, to me, it was a snow day, you know, just like the old-fashioned junior high school snow days. But it is it was so much fun to watch a little eight year old having fun in the snow. He's wanted to do it. Last year he really didn't have a snow day, you know, a play in the snow day, because we didn't have that much snow. He just played and played and laughed and laughed and ran into the fence at the end of the yard, you know, and uh it was just it was just a great day. It was just a great day. You could want to do that all you want, but you need snow. And like you said, Howard, we didn't have it last year. So so good for Teddy, and I don't think he was the only one. I bet a lot of kids were out there having a good, good time this weekend, if, if it wasn't too cold. It was cold, and after a while, I don't I don't normally like to be the disciplinarian, but Teddy, I, you let's got go to, in, Teddy. I can hear you. Yeah. Well, I, I was. I mean, I I would have I would have I would have stayed out for the cold, but 
Teddy, you're turning blue. <laughs> you know, we need to go back inside. I got to ask you, Howard, do you actually own a pair of boots or do you go out in your no. loafers? What, no. what do you wear on your feet when you're out no, there in the snow? I, I, I wear what I used to call my good shoes, which are at least, you know, uh, hard shoes. I wear these days, I wear Skechers that everybody wears. I didn't wear my Crocs, you know, my sc- shoes with the holes in them. I didn't wear that. But um, no, I did not. I had everything else, you know, I had snow pants, uh, thermal underwear. Uh, hat, scarf, blah, 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 blah. But no, I didn't really have snow boots. But it was okay. I'm sorry. I know what to get you next year for Christmas. You're going to have those nice felt boots, Howard. You might only get to wear them once or twice a winter, but yeah, you're going to have boots next year. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, it was it was a it was just it was a great day. It just was a great day because it was a true, honest to goodness, just like you're back in school snow day. And uh, I thank the uh, big bosses for, well, first of all, for caring enough about us to say, nah, you know, it could be dangerous. Why don't you stay home? I appreciate that. And secondly, you gave me a great snow day with my little bunny, so that's good. Did you get out in the snow at all? A little bit. It came in Saturday. I had to push a little snow. So, I, you know, the fun kind of uh, went, went away pretty quick for me, Howard. After I shot one snow, when it's so cold, you know, it, it, it does take its toll on you a little bit. Oh, my, yeah. Well, shoveling snow is a bit different than going out and playing with your grandson. Yeah, it's not really fun. What's coming up today? Well, I'll tell you what else is not fun. It's to be a homeless and out in the cold. And We still don't quite know what's going on with this homeless camp situation. There have been some movement over the weekend, several twists and turns since we were here together on Thursday. I'll try and bring you up to speed on that. There are more developments pending in the homeless camp story. I'll tell you what I think I know. We'll try to put it all together. The Republican Party in West Virginia is considering closing their primary. Only Republicans allowed to vote. Right now in West Virginia, Democrats allow anybody to vote. And Republicans allow anybody to vote. You can't vote in both, but you can vote in either one, no matter how you're registered. The Republican Party is considering closing their primary. Just one of the political stories we'll talk about with Stephen Adams. He's in a bit later on. We'll round up the latest political news in the Mountain State. America's definitive sports magazine. Did you see this, Bob? I did. I heard the, the Doc and the sports guys, uh, sports huddle guys were talking a little bit on, about it on Saturday. They have almost... All the staff has been fired. Can Sports Illustrated survive? And what do you remember about Sports Illustrated? I want to take a little time to think about that later on this morning. Uh, even I, non-sports guy, that's that, to me, that was a mag that really defined sports. Yeah, but look around, Howard. Whoever thought Playboy would go away yeah. or Penthouse or, yeah. you know, there's a lot of magazines that just closed up shop. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour of the show. And Ron DeSantis drops out of the Republican primary. Former Charleston mayor and eclectic political observer Danny Jones He's going to join us coming up next to talk about can Trump win and what happens if he does. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 716. It is cold outside. 11 at the airport, 9 to the Highlands, 4 in uh, Elm Grove, and 8 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to 
to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Down on Main Street. 718 on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Monday. Welcome back after our snow day on Friday. Cloudy and rainy, rising temperatures throughout the week. We could get to the 60s, or at least close to 60, as the week goes by. But we're not there this morning. 11 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 9 degrees at the Highlands. 4 degrees in Elm Grove. And 8 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Ron DeSantis dropped out of the 2024 presidential race over the weekend. Endorses Donald Trump. And uh, that leaves it apparently Nikki Haley uh, and uh, Trump to see what happens in New Hampshire and where do we go from there. I invited the former mayor of Charleston and the eclectic political thinker, Danny Jones, to come in and join us. <laughs> How you doing, Howard? Good morning, Danny. How are you this morning? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Feeling pretty good. Snowing down there? I, I gather you told me there was a del- delay down there? No, just cold. Two-hour delay for schools. Okay. All right. So... So, Danny, you, uh, again, you, you have, I enjoy always talking to you because you have different points of view. You're hard to pe- to pin down sometimes. It's hard to know where you're coming from. I'm just not tribal. Yeah, well, you're not. Once upon a time, you were a registered Republican. I don't know what you're registered as now, but I know you you, you said enough things about your own party when you were part of it that uh, nobody happy, was happy to there, and eventually you, you switched things around. Um, but you're, you're certainly a, an independent thinker. Uh, I want to talk about Donald Trump. Sure. Donald Trump, he seems, I, I, would you concur with me that he's almost the guaranteed nominee, or does Nikki Haley have any chance, do you think? Well, anybody has a chance, but no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be uh, Trump, even if she would eke out a victory tonight in South Carolina and other places, he's going to he's gonna tear into her. I and mean, I'll tell you something, I'll tell you why. It took me a while to figure this out. I left the party in 2016. I voted for every Republican president between Nixon and Romney. But um, I think that um, he, he, this is now, there's a political realignment that has taken place. And mainstream Republicans like myself need to get used to that. This is now the party of Trump. And it is, for these voters, um, they, for the 
in the party of Trump, the they look at um, it's an act of faith, um, Howard. It's it's like a religion. It's a cult. In other words, it's a cult. Well, I, I'm not going to go that far, but it's it's like uh, when it, when incontrovertible facts and evidence are placed in front of you, and you decide to still think um, that other way, then it becomes an, a religion, and so that's that's what that's where I think it is. And um, there's a good article in the Wall Street Journal, and of course they're not fond of Biden either, but they think the choice of these. Two candidates is going to end in tears. T e a r s. I don't. The, the problem is, that, and I I would agree. Look, I'm a I'm a good Democrat, uh, but I wish, and I'll vote for Biden. I can't vote for Trump, but I sure do wish there was a better candidate. I mean, that's just a reality. But I think deep down inside, Republicans, Democrats, both, I think, feel that way. Republicans have a hard time speaking out, though. Trump has taken such control of that party, and certainly in terms of elected members of the party, uh, he's created almost an atmosphere of fear. They're afraid to talk about him. If you go against him in the Republican Party, you need to uh, forget if you have any position in the party, for the most part. And I would suggest, uh, there's I've read three books on this, Liz Cheney, Kathy Hutchinson, but if you if you read Tired of Winning with Jonathan Carl, um, he outlines it pretty well. And the ten people that voted to impeach President Trump, ten Republicans, I think they're all gone. Yeah. And of course we all the the most notorious of those is Liz Cheney. And she dared speak uh, the truth. And I, I really kind of admire her, I, you know, because she um, she could have gone the other way and bought bought the the whole business about the um, the election being stolen. And quite frankly, uh, Howard, she'd probably be speaker right now. She she would have had, and I'm not sure if if there is such a thing as a post Trump era that maybe she won't have uh, another successful political career. But she she certainly could have had a much more successful career, and instead she put it all on the line and lost it because of what she did with the January 6th uh, hearing. So is the Trump, so that I, I want to make sure I understand, I see, hear what you're saying. You think the Trump win is inevitable, right? Or at least in, in the primary. Yeah. Um, I wish you guys had another candidate. Well, but, I, do too. Uh, I don't, uh, I, Trump, if too many people get in this campaign in this, in this election in November, if there's too many people to vote for, Trump will win. Well, let's talk about that, Danny. The uh, We're talking to William, uh, former uh, Charleston Mayor Danny Jones this morning. Longest-running mayor in Charleston, by the way. Uh, Danny, um, let's let's talk about third-party candidates. We have our very own Senator Joe Manchin, who, despite what he says, is toying with it, thinking about it, talking about it, making noises as the potential third-party candidate. We have RFK Jr., who's uh, flopping around out there. And there are a couple of other candidates in the mix already filed uh, for president. Probably won't pick up too much, but each of them could pick up a few points along the way. What does a third? What do third-party candidates do for this race, given that nobody is happy with Biden or Trump in the end? Okay, here's here's what happens. If you want, I'm a handicapper, and if you're going to handicap a race, you have to start at the bottom. Start with how many how many percentages of votes you think these people will get, 
and then you then you uh, like um, the the People's Party guy, the black guy with the split teeth. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Cornell He's West. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He's a professor. Yeah. Let's give him one percent. Let's give the Green Party two percent. And then RFK, if he gets in it, and people take him seriously, uh, it's it's hard to tell. But he he doesn't just take votes from Biden; he takes them from Trump. And then you have the Libertarian candidate, which is probably one or two percent. That's who I voted for the last two elections. So then you get up to where and Trump in the last two elections and against Mrs. Clinton he got forty six point one against Joe Biden he got forty six point eight. So let's just hustle him right around that 46% era. If you can get enough people in there to take enough votes from Joe Biden, Trump can win. And then you've got, you know, about eight states that are going to decide this thing. And President Trump is leading in all of them. Now, if the January 6th case, the criminal case with Jack Smith, if that's able to come up, if it's able to... uh, if he's able to put Trump in the dock on that one in D.C., there'll be a conviction. I've read the indictment. I've read three books. I mean, it's 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 pretty pretty solid. The case is pretty solid. And um, then the Republican voters are going to have to decide if they want to vote for uh, an individual that has been convicted of serious felonies in a uh, criminal trial. So. Well, as the reality is, as you point out, uh, there's a, almost a religious-like following of Trump by many in the Republican Party. Uh, and many, I've heard many of them say in media interviews, they don't even care if he's indicted or if he's convicted. They don't care. I've had lunch with a really good friend of mine yesterday. And for this guy who's not a political guy like I am or you are, we don't, you know, you and I get down in the weeds on this stuff. For him... And this guy's 79 years old. He's in great health. He's in, he's very smart, but he's not much on politics. And But for him, Trump makes things easy because, as I said, it's an act of faith. Whatever Trump does that he, he thinks is the right thing to do. And I said, well, if he gets convicted in a criminal court, it's not going to change my opinion. That's right. what he said. So, so that's, that's the problem you have. So if, if Trump... Um Let's just, well, all right, let's let's take it either way. If Trump wins the election, um, Biden and others, including me, have said, I, I I think democracy itself is at stake if Trump wins the election. Is it really that serious? I I, I actually don't think so. I I mean, I'm not that. I don't think so. Here's what I think will happen, and this is in the journal today also, is that uh, the Republicans will take the Senate back slightly. They'll have 51 or 52 Republican senators in the next election. And But the, the Democrats will take, the Republicans have shown they can't run things in the House, in the House of Representatives. So I think the Democrats will take, take back the House. So he's going to have trouble getting legislation through. And then in the 2026 election, there will be a, a they will um it'll be the republicans to lose and they will lose the senate they'll lose the house and um he will be somewhat frozen in place 
You don't worry about his claim of uh, basically trying to get retribution against his own political allies if he takes over, if he gets back into the presidency? You mean his political enemies? I'm sorry, political enemies, yes. Or allies, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I meant enemies, yes. You know, you have to have a real lawyer. I mean, a really good lawyer to be attorney general of this country, even though the Republicans will will have power. I don't think the uh, Mitch McConnell or the three Johns, uh, Cornyn and Barrasso and uh, Thune, are going to put up with some feeble um, attorney general nomination. I could be wrong, but I, I just don't think so. You've got to, then you're saying you want an attorney general that'll take directions from the Oval Office. And, you know, Trump nominated one attorney general and turned on him and ruined his career. So, and I'm talking about Jeff Sessions. So I, I don't, uh, I don't know. What, what, all right, let's take the other approach. What happens if Trump loses? Do we have another January 6th? No, because the, you'll have an incumbent in there. And, um, what will, what would he be able to do? And I think the uh, government will be ready for such a uh, a display. And I'm talking about uh, there'll be troops in the in the on the streets and at the capital of uh, of the uh, United States. Trump has been has been nodding a lot towards. There will be trouble if I'm not elected. I mean, he said that the chaos could erupt. I'm trying to think of some of the words he's recently used. Um, he's sending some dog whistles out there. At least it seems to me that um, if, if I'm not elected, you could see violence. I, maybe I'm reading it wrong, but that's the way I read it. Oh, I'm not saying he's not saying that. I don't think he can manifest it well enough unless, with him not being president. He was able to do that with the stage and the flags and all that business, but I don't think he can. Um, I don't think he can bring a crowd there like he used to. What you have to remember, Howard, there's been over a thousand convictions in that, and some of the main state people are in the penitentiary. Well, it's going to be interesting. I, I just, I, I really, this is first time in maybe my entire politi- political observing career that I really just don't know what's likely to happen. We have two candidates, I think, each of whom are unpopular, even in their own party. There's a threat of violence flying around out there. Um, we are more divided than I've ever seen this country. I, I just I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, Well, what you have to watch out for, watch Dean Phillips tonight in the Democrat primary in New, or tomorrow in New Hampshire. Because if he makes a big showing, that might lead somebody else to get in that race, even though Biden's not on the uh, – on the ticket. Yeah, he's not on the ticket there at all. He's on the right in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, but if there's a big turnout for uh, for um, uh, this, uh, for um, Haley, Haley? Phillips. Oh, I think Phillips. Haley would get a big turnout. I don't think she'll win, but she could get up in the 40s. Be interesting to see. Hey, Danny, can I shift gears for one quick second? My executive producer, Bob Slider, um, I gave him a book at Christmas time about the Staunton murders in Charleston. Yeah. And um, he's been uh, digging into that. And we've been watching a show called Mysterious West Virginia that looked into that. You, you, you were it was before your time, but you were aware of that whole thing, right? We moved in the house a year later. Into the murder house. In the murder. I was raised in that house. Whew. No wonder you're the way you are, Danny. She was murdered in 53 and we moved in there May 28th of 54. Wow. 
D- so. does that, was that something that you were cognizant of as a kid? I mean, did you think about the fact that a murder happened there, a, an unsolved murder happened there? Not much. No? I mean, we knew about it. And my father had articles on it, but it's a great big, it's a big house. And I, what I didn't like about living over there was there were not enough kids to play with. But uh, <laughs> but it was a nice home, and we lived there till my mother lived there until 98. Well, long, long gone now, but will that crime ever be solved, do you think? No. Nope. No. No. Just time has passed too much. And, yeah, and plus the relative that they're blaming it on, Arch Alexander, is totally ridiculous. Well, you think I'm ridiculous then, Danny, because when I read the book, that's exactly who I thought was the most likely or the old well, son Lyle because okay. what I thought happened was some I, I didn't think it was a plan I thought someone just lost their temper and when I looked at the picture the thing that jumped out at me Danny was I know it was August but I didn't see any of the the, the normal tool, tools around the fireplace I didn't see a poker I didn't see a broom I didn't see a little <laughs> shovel now I know folks that would leave those things out all year long I didn't see those in the picture, and when they described the injury, the first thing I thought about was a poker with the with the side thing sticking out. Does that make sense to you, Danny? Let me tell you what makes sense to me. The fact there was a lot of there was a lot of casual labor in that neighborhood mm-hmm. because it was a wealthy neighborhood, and a um, and also there was. Uh, Arch Alexander had been there earlier that evening and spent an hour with Miss Clark. Right. And then when whoever killed her, they ran out of the house and left the front door open. Arch Arch Alexander's son was in the house sleeping and didn't know what happened until he woke up the next day. So I, he left the front door open. He's going to leave the front door open if it's three-year-old kids there? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Hey, Danny, I appreciate your time this morning. I didn't want to get too far into that, although the story is interesting. And Bob has now got me into this YouTube uh, series, Mysterious West Virginia, looking at some of these unsolved mysteries in the state. And that was the one right. that prompted us. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Danny. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Wheeling Mayor Danny Jones. Did I say Wheeling? Charleston. Charleston. Former Charleston Mayor Danny Jones, the longest-running mayor of Charleston. Uh, after he left office, he opened up Danny's Barbecue Joint. Uh, he had been a, a chef and a restaurant owner for before he got into uh, the mayor's job and uh, ran that for a while downtown. Now I think he's just kind of hanging out and, well, calling me and calling Hoppy from time to time. I can't wait to talk to someone that really wants to talk about that case, Howard, because you talk about tragedy. What had happened was her grandson, three years old, was left in the house after she was murdered. Right. And that was the son-in-law that Danny was talking about. That that child only lived a couple more years. He, he was caught up in a fire. I mean, you talk about tragedy. I'm not sure. Was it even a couple more years? I thought it, it, was, it, was, it was like the same year. He was late, just a little boy. Yeah, yeah. And right before her mother was murdered the woman whose son that was staying with her she had had twins just a couple of days before that and one of the twins had died wow. so she had murder and, and death all around her Howard just a tragic story I keep saying yes mm-hmm, as we've been talking about this because as a result of Mr. Slider's passion I sought out mysterious WV over the weekend on the YouTube channel 
And now I'm hooked. Yeah, it'll do it. I'm hooked. It's a whole series of exploring unsolved mysteries around the mountain state. I read, I watched the one about Sister Robin here uh, up in Ohio County. And um, Sean McCartney, McCartney? I think McCartney's his name. Uh, McCracken. McCracken, thank you. is the producer of these shows. They're, they're a little amateurish. It's not like watching Dateline, but he really has his seems to have his facts straight. Um, and I actually texted with him last night because I was fascinated by these shows because Slider got me into this. <laughs> I really can't wait to talk to him, Howard, because I know I've watched at least a dozen of those. Well, I've got him coming on uh, next month, and the reason it's next month is he told me that one of the unsolved mysteries in West Virginia that he had done a show on has been solved. Awesome. And that details of that are going to be revealed by authorities on February 12th, and therefore he's going to be with us on February 13th to talk about the unsolved mystery that was solved, and then we'll talk about some of these others as well. I hope Danny's wrong. I hope it's uh, Juliet uh, Stoughton Clark is the one that they're they're, uh, coming to the conclusion. I tried to get him last night. I said, come on, give me a clue, give me a clue. No, he didn't want to give me a clue. That's going to be fun. Listen, I really encourage you. Bob encouraged me, and I encourage you all. It's a fun show. It lasts about 20 minutes. Fun's the right word because it's a Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, You look it up on YouTube. It's Mysterious WV and... What I had to do was then also did a search for that. Like I had to put in Juliet Staunton Clark in order to get the right episode and Sister Robin to get the right episode because there's a lot of episodes. But uh, I watch it. I'm hooked. I'll watch more when I get home today. 7.38, 22 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, our snowy and cold weekend. I think it's over and done with. What's this week going to bring? Adam Fike has details for us next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 22nd. The Austintown, Ohio Police Department is asking for the public's help in locating a missing girl. According to a release from Austintown Police, 14-year-old Emily Groft also goes by Kia or Kesa has been missing since Friday. If you have any information, you're urged to contact the police at 330-799-9721 or your local police department with any information regarding her whereabouts. And looking to Ohio County, the downtown Wheeling's Market Street Bridge will begin the demolition process starting today. According to West Virginia's Department of Transportation, it will be closed to both drivers and pedestrians for the next six months until a new bridge deck can be installed. The road has been shut down since June of 2022 after a homeless encampment caught fire and caused structural damage to the bridge. The new bridge will cost nearly $1.4 million and is set to reopen on July 20th. The city of Wheeling issued a statement Friday regarding an exemption issued for the camping ban. City Manager Robert Heron, at the request of Mark Phillips of Catholic Charities, has issued an exemption to the city's prohibited camping on public property ordinance for a leased parking lot near the Catholic Charities Neighborhood Center. Catholic Charities, along with other homeless agency partners, are developing rules for this temporary exemption. The delay will last until January 29th for the demolition of the camps.
Seven News is your local election headquarters. Former President Trump celebrated his Republican opponent Ron DeSantis's endorsement of his presidential run yesterday at a campaign stop in New Hampshire. DeSantis ended his White House bid yesterday, two days before the New Hampshire primary. He was once viewed as Republicans' best shot at moving past U.S. former President Donald Trump. It leaves former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley as the former president's sole challenger for their party's nomination. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Whether you're a flooring professional or a DIYer, the Flooring Center is here to help. Offering over 50 brands of the best carpet, vinyl, ceramic tile, hardwood, and laminate, the Flooring Center in Wheeling has all of your answers. With generations of experience, their flooring professionals offer full design and drafting on-site for your convenience. Competitive prices on material and installation allows them to work with any budget. So stop in today. The Flooring Center in Wheeling. Better floors, better prices. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. She packed up her bags and she took off down the road. She left me here stranded with the bill she owed. She gave me a false address. Took off with my American Express. Sunspot, baby, she showed me where I'd guessed. It's 741, 19 of the hour. Watchdog morning show underway for a Monday back after our snow day on Friday, which was at least for me and I think for Bob a little less, but still for it was a, it was just a fun snow day. I always get nervous about making a big deal about how much fun I had on the snow day because for some people it's a bad day. Some people they got to get to work, they got to do all kinds of things. Like Adam Fike, I suppose you had to get to work on Friday, didn't you, Adam? I mean, I was already at work before it started coming down, so That's I don't true. have any complaints. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like a snow day, an old-fashioned junior high school snow day to me. The bosses uh, told Bob and I late in the day, said, you know what, we're worried about how bad the roads might be in the morning. We just want you guys to stay home. And I felt like a junior high school kid. It was like it was a snow day, you know. It was like, whoa, now what do I do? I got nothing to do all day. <laughs> it was great. It was, you know, again, I worry about saying that because somebody may have been in a car accident or something. But I, I, it was just great. My grandson and I went outside and played in the snow. And um, I just I just felt like this. It was, a, it was a good snow day. And although it lingered a little bit, uh, really it was only a one-day event, really only one morning event. By midday, things got better Friday. And the weekend was okay. It came and it went. Uh, still some snow up there, but it came and it went. I guess the snow is done for a while, though, right? Yeah, snow done for a while, so I don't know if that's good or bad news. Like, I've been hoping for a good snow. We finally got a good snow. But, Howard, you were saying you just need one good snow and then you're okay. So we I might did, have jinxed it. So. I did say that, didn't I? Well, you having, did? Having well, had one my- good snow, now I want another good snow. Okay, there we go. Now we can probably get another one now that you said that. <laughs> this week, the precipitation will be a little less uh, white and a little more uh, rainy, right? Yeah, I was telling Bob beforehand, it's like, yeah, it's going to be gloomy this week, but you know what? I'm sick and tired of the cold already. It's like, I know oh. that it's like 
50 to 6, like 45 to 65 is like my prime range for temperatures. So it's like, yes, we're still in winter, but we're going to see a span where it's not going to be snowy. It's going to be rainy, but we're at least going to warm up a bit. Look, roaming around 10, depending on where you are right now, uh, <laughs> thinking down the week that we could be in the 40s or even higher than that maybe, uh, just sounds mighty good to me. Yeah, I was thinking this morning, it's like, we're going to have a nice warm-up this week, and then I look at current temperature, and I'm like, geez, it's only 10 degrees. That's not super warm, <laughs> but later in the week, we will get warmer. Oh, I, I, I mentioned earlier that we, we are likely to see rain at least on and off throughout the week. Am I right if I'm reading the forecast correctly? Yep. Other than today, every day the next couple of days, so Tuesday, tomorrow, through Sunday, has at least a slight chance for rain. Okay. But every day we do rise in temperature as well. Um, we're going to be, what? well, let's talk about the temperatures. Where do we go this week? Okay, so today we're still very cold frigid to start the morning, but the good news is we get back into the 30s. So okay. sunshine today allows us to warm back actually to just at average of 37. So this is the first day, and I actually don't know how long that we've been above freezing. So we finally get back above freezing. Tomorrow we're into the 40s, but it's going to be cloudy all day. Wednesday could see a few spots to try to push 50s, but with rain showers on and off all throughout the day. Wednesday, most of us stay in the upper 40s. But come Thursday, we still see rain showers move on through, but a warm front pushes through Wednesday night into Thursday, and that's going to push our temperatures Thursday and Friday into the 50s. Wow. A few spots Thursday could be the upper 50s on Thursday. Right. I like that. Bob, is that okay with you? Temperatures in the 50s on Thursday? Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it being uh, in the, what, it's 8 degrees, Adam. I'm tired of this. Uh, what's the weekend bringing us? Weekend, it's one of those, it's, unfortunately, it depends on where the system tracks. But the good news is whatever it is, is it's going to be rain. So 45, cloudy on Saturday, might see a stray shower in the evening. And then depending on how far north that low pressure tracks, we could get some rain Sunday morning, and then we'll be in the 40s. But if it pushes further south, we'll be in the 30s with clouds. We are not, you are not, as you look out past the seven-day, you're not looking at any more snow coming at the, in the immediate future. Is that correct? Nothing within two, maybe even the next three weeks. Climate Prediction Center currently has us through at least February 5th in that 60% chance of seeing above-average temperatures. Well, two or three weeks. Last week, Tuesday, or January, and even that first week of February, We'll see temperatures likely in the 40s and 50s. If you will remember correctly, and Bob, I think I'm right about this. February last year, we were in, we were like had summer-like temperatures. February of last year, like the, I don't know what they were like. The, it hit 80 one day. I would say the 80s. I was thinking, yeah. So if we yep, get, I remember going up to Ogilvy and walking around in shorts in February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw some people walking around in shorts on Friday, but I figured they were. Well, there was something wrong with them. Frankly, that's what I, <laughs> that, that's what I figured. See, Howard, I'm the same way. Before I locked weight in college, I was that same way. I would go outside and shovel the snow in the tank top and shorts. I was a lunatic, but that's just me. That's, <laughs> oh, well, all right. Uh, you know, what do they say? You do you. <laughs> that's a little I don't anymore. Since I've locked weight, I'm act- I actually get cold now. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. How do I started to say you had some blubber. I don't want to say that, but I mean you, you had some protection. <laughs> Baby uh, fat. Yes, you had some some protection uh, uh, from the cold when you had on more weight. I get you. I get you. Well, Adam, listen, I want to thank you for a snow day. That was the most fun day I have had. Friday was the most fun day I've had in a long, long time. It was just a great t- typical snow day from like from back in the school days. 
And uh, thank you for sending the snow our way. And thank you for not sending a too bad a snowstorm that we didn't have too many problems, <laughs> I don't think. So it all worked out pretty well. Hey, you got to thank Zach for the snow. I'm the one who brings thunderstorms. So oh. really thank you, Zach. <laughs> he's been the one begging for snow for the past couple months. Well, again, I, you are right. I did say once before, you know, just one good snow and I'd be happy. And I am happy. But now one more good snow would make me happier. So we'll just keep that in mind. Never content. That's right. Adam, appreciate your time this morning, as always. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. 7.48, a dozen until the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. I could see you, not necessarily now, but I could see you back in the old days shoveling snow in your shorts and a T-shirt or something. Yeah, I used to do dumb stuff like that all the time, Howard. <laughs> I mean, I could see you just out there. Hey, I can handle this. I don't think I ever would do that. One time, this has been 20 years ago, I went outside. I bet there was four or five inches of snow, and it was fresh snow, and I went out in my bare feet. I just said, I'm going to walk out to my car in my bare feet, and I did. What was funny was about a half hour later, the, one of the neighbors down the street was walking her dog. And she walked up by our house and she stopped and she could see the barefoot tracks in the snow. And she just like shook her head. She, who in the hell would do something like that? Was it her, the, she or the dog did that? I think both of them was looking like, we're too smart for that. The dog was like, what the heck? What is this? What, who is this neighbor we've got here? All right, it's 10 to the hour, almost 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are looking at um, currently... 11 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 9 at the Highlands, 4 in Elm Grove, and 8 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studio. Uh, let's see, we have playoff games over the weekend, yes? Yes, we did. We'll check on those and more coming up. Slider on Sports is next. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hello, Ohio Valley. This is Kate Delaney inviting you to join me overnight here on The Watchdog. Whether it's talking to big names in entertainment or sports, discussing the latest political news, or just chatting about life. I'll be here to keep you company on the Watchdog, WVLY AM 1370, FM 97.7, or online at watchdognetwork.com. Save big money at Menards and start your next project today. Update your home with new vinyl plank flooring. It's waterproof and durable, making it perfect for active families. Save today on the Peyton Vinyl Flooring Collection. It's available in two styles and features an attached pad for easy installation. Right now, Peyton Vinyl Plank Flooring is only $139 per square foot. Trust Menards for all your flooring needs. Sale price is good through January 28th. Save big money at Menards. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. On a long and lonesome highway East of Omaha You can listen to the engine Moaning out as one old song You can think about the woman Or the girl you knew the night before 
It's nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, next hour, I want to talk uh, a little bit about the Sports Illustrated story and also uh, bring up to speed on the latest on the homeless situation, the homeless camp situation in Wheeling. A lot of developments over the weekend and more are happening. I'll try to pull as much of it together as I can for you. We'll do that in the next hour of the show, and then in the uh, final hour, we'll talk to Steve Adams about um, the current state of politics in West Virginia. Does Glenn Elliott getting into the Senate race make much of a difference? The Republican Party wants to close his primary. What about that? All of that's coming up as the show comes on. So stick around. Feel free to text us, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or feel free to use the Frio Stack auction service phone line at 304-232-8255. Feel free to sit back. And listen right now as we hear Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. On Saturday, the AFC playoffs, the number one seed Baltimore Ravens at home. They take care of quarterback C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. They win pretty big, 34-10. to Raven quarterback and NFL MVP favorite Lamar Jackson was 16 for 22, passing for 152 yards, two touchdowns. He also rushed for 100 yards and two more touchdowns. He's having an outstanding season. Also on Saturday, a closer game. San Francisco at home comes back and beats the Green Bay Packers 24-21. to 49er quarterback Brock Purdy, 23 for 39, one touchdown. Howard, the 49ers advanced to the conference championship game, which is big. I mean, the, the, the Super Bowl was the only game that's bigger than that for the 17th time since 1980. Wow. That's a Pretty that's consistent. A, that's, a, that's a nice you know, record. Yeah, very consistent. Yesterday, the Detroit Lions at home handled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-23. to Jared Goff throws two touchdown passes. This is the first time the Detroit Lions have won two playoff games in a season since 1957. Whoa. The Lions are also one of the handful of teams never, ever – to play in a Super Bowl. So we'll see how they do next Sunday. And Lola Miller probably is happy about She's it. She's still celebrating. <laughs> Last night, the late game, the Kansas City Chiefs upset the Buffalo Bills 27-24 to in Buffalo. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes was the difference. With pop superstar Taylor Swift in attendance, Mahomes throws two touchdown passes to her boyfriend, tight end Travis Kelsey. Buffalo had a chance to tie the game with one minute, 47 seconds remaining. The Bills kicker, Tyler Bass, misses a 44-yard field goal. Here are the matchups for the conference championships on Sunday. 3 o'clock kickoff, Kansas City at Baltimore. The Ravens favored by three points. And then the late game, 6.30, Detroit at San Francisco. The 49ers are seven-point favored. Howard, I don't know if you caught the game or not, but a big win for WVU Mountaineer men's basketball team on Saturday. They knock off the number three-ranked Kansas Jayhawks in Morgantown, 91-85. And it was one of those scenes, Howard, Howard, where the, the, the students just were on the floor, went just went crazy, and you heard it here on the voice of the Mountaineers, the Watchdog Radio Network. Slider on Sports Time, 755. It is the Watchdog Radio Network and the Watchdog Morning Show. Slider and I are here with you every weekday from 7 to 10, and we hope that you stick around with us as much of the time as you possibly can. Do remind you, if you miss part of the program anytime, or if you want to hear it again, because sometimes we are so good. We are so good, you need to listen to us a second time. Uh, remember, you can go to our, our own website, watchdognetwork.com, go to the podcast, or you can go to Apple Podcasts, and you can get to that. The easiest way to get there, if you go to my Facebook page, 
uh, in the About section, I have a link directly to our podcast page. takes you right to today's podcast. So you can check any of the things we did last week or last month or three months ago. Uh, and when the day show is over, everything will be up online as well. So if you miss something, catch it in review. And if you just want to listen again, again, I, the early hour always is the hour Bob and I spend our time together. Uh, Danny Jones with us today. But in general, so, you know, tune in that hour number one if you miss it, because that's where Bob and I have a lot of fun. Good stuff. Uh, let's see, off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, uh, Howard, how sad is it that we have just Trump or Biden? I won't be vi- voting for president again. Yeah, okay, that's, I'll vote. I mean, I I, I won't walk away. I can't do that. But it, I, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm a Democrat, and I'm, I don't think it's the best choice for Either side. Man, I guess I am just a naive idiot because I really believe that the Supreme Court is going to nip this in a bud. He's going to say he is unfit to be president. He can never be president again. Am am I nuts, Howard? We talked this Friday. I just don't. I don't know. I think it is the logical conclusion for any reasonable jurist to make is that he should not be allowed to be president again. This is this has been the most politicized Supreme Court ever. But on the other hand, they have occasionally, how do I phrase this? Well, done the right thing. So, will they do the right thing? Here? I certainly hope so. Uh, you know, I think they might. I I, I think they might. Um, but you said last week, and I would agree with you. Uh, a lot of what happens to Trump moving forward now really isn't in the courts, the trial system. It's in the end. It's going to be in the Supreme Court. What happens there? Uh, let's see, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Hey, good morning, Abe. Good morning, Mr. Monroe. I have consulted with um, uh, many official people, and they have handicapped the probability of a successful senatorial campaign run by Mr. Elliott. It's at zero percent. God, what do you, Bob? You speculate. I think you have some. What did this? What did what did Mr. Elliott do to Abe? Did he like step on his toes sometime? Or maybe, maybe they went to kindergarten together, Howard. I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, man, Abe just has a whoo. Just a just a. He's distressed by uh, Mr. Elliott. Let's put it that way. Um, and there was one more here, and I've lost it. Anyways, you two can uh, text in 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, or you are welcome to use the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line at 304-232-8255. Um, I'm going to get your take on the Sports Illustrated story coming up next hour, Bob. Um, were you a Sports Illustrated fan? Are you a Sports Illustrated fan? I was. At the time, you know, I got it every week. It was, um, of course, at one time it was where you got sports news from. Sports news is everywhere now, including, well, slider on sports. Um, but it always was, it was sports journalism. It was more than just scores and, you know, stats. It was always sports journalism. And we'll talk about that and the fact that it is moving Hasn't died yet, but it's in slow death. We'll talk about that next hour, plus the homeless story. All right, it's almost 8 o'clock. ABC covers the world for us next year. The Watchdog Morning Show underway for a Monday.
96.1 AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, 